Kentucky basketball has picked up a huge addition in the transfer portal. We talk about Antonio Reeves with Matt Upchurch on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Today, we're going to be talking with Matt Upchurch of the Kentucky 15 podcast. Antonio Reeves has officially committed to the Kentucky Wildcats. Talked about him on yesterday's show. So he released his top five, and then just a day later, he announced he was committing to the Wildcats, which just makes me assume some of you in the YouTube comments here were right. He was a silent commitment to the Wildcats, and I don't necessarily know if that's definitive, but I would like to assume that is what happened. You guys were right. Really, really interesting piece that Kentucky has added. Before we get to our conversation with Matt, his Twitter is linked in the description of this episode. Whether whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on podcast format, his podcast is also listed in the description. I would really appreciate it if you guys went and followed Matt. Does really good work over there at the Kentucky 15 podcast. Would mean a lot if he went, followed his Twitter, subscribed to his podcast. Well, let's go ahead and kick it to that interview. Here is Matt Upchurch. All right, excited to be joined by Matt Upchurch of the Kentucky 15 podcast. Matt, we've got some big news. Last time we had you on the show, we were breaking some uh, really, really big news, but we've got a commitment here for the Wildcats. Antonio Reeves has committed to Kentucky, transfer from Illinois State, was a really, really good scorer uh, with Illinois State last season. Really like his development over his uh, few years uh, in college so far. What have you seen out of Antonio Reeves, and how do you think he can help this Kentucky lineup? Well, hey, you hit a, hit the nail on the head. Uh, development. He is coming off his best season ever, his, his third year there at Illinois State. Uh, his best shooting percentage, 39% from three. Um, I think that's what Cal's looking for. I mean, you've got... You know, us with Oscar coming back, you have a lot of, of defensive game plans that are going to be designed around helping on the post. And with players like Antonio Reeves out there or CJ Frederick, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. Then, um, especially, I mean, what is Severe Wheeler good at? He's good at getting into the paint. And now you spread the floor a little bit more with another shooter out there. Uh, I think I think Cal struck gold here. I mean, a thirty nine percent. Uh, three-point shooter. I mean, he's already already has three years of college basketball experience. Uh, I like it. I mean, I, I like it a lot. You look at Reeves as a scorer, like you just mentioned, 20 points a game during his time with the Illinois State Redbirds, 3.5 rebounds, 1.8 assists, shot almost 47% from the floor. Our friend of the program, Hoops Insight, put out a really interesting newsletter breaking down Antonio Reeves. Not only has he developed into a little bit of an outside shooter, shooting 39% from three last season, but he was also an excellent scorer off the dribble. Over his three years at Illinois State, Reeves developed into an excellent scorer off the dribble. Last season, he scored 20 points per game. 
while shooting an effective field goal percentage of 54.5% while being used on 28.6% of Redbird possessions. According to Hoops Insight, the only guards Kentucky has had under Coach Calipari that put up even close to that level of efficiency are Malik Monk and Jamal Murray. So, I, I mean, yeah, good company there. And, you know, you see all these different transfer lists, right, ranking Antonio Lee Reeves, and he's somewhere in the mid-20s. I believe on The Athletic, he was like number 23 or something like that. But, I mean, you dig into this guy's efficiency numbers, and it seems more and more like a, just a perfect fit for Kentucky's roster. And I've said time and time again on this show, what does Kentucky need to add to its roster that it didn't have last year it's a bucket getter. It's somebody that can create an isolation. And I know that Shaden Sharp probably could have been that guy had he been eligible. Uh, of course, we all know that situation is just kind of, it, it's weird the way that it turned out and it's still not finished. So, but, but my point being, I think Antonio Reeves could be that guy for the Wildcats this season. I'm really excited to see what this guy does as a shot creator in this offense. It, just kind of watching some of his film and anytime you throw out like a player comparison, I feel like, Someone's going to attack you. Someone's going to criticize you. you. You got it way wrong, blah, blah, blah. I like Shea Gilgis-Alexander here. Um, I think, I you know, everyone's going to look at that 39% three-point, you know, percentage because that that's great. I mean, uh, you're, you're talking Kellen Grady, uh, Duran Land. Duran Land was in the 40s, but, you know, a really high percentage. But he can do a lot more. He has a really good floater. So people know he's a shooter. Here comes your shot fake drive. He gets into the paint. He's got a little bit of a floater. Um, he, he doesn't. He, he's athletic, don't get me wrong, just like Shea Gilgis Alexander was, but he plays a little bit slow. You, you can tell he's probing the defense. Um, you know, some people like to throw that phrase around an old man game, you know, kind of Larry Bird-esque or whatever, uh, but he does a really good job reading the defense, and he knows if he's got you on his his hip, he's going past you, he's getting that floater, kind of mid-range game. Um, but if, if you go under a ball screen, he's shooting the three. He, he just reminds me a lot of Shea. Um, and I think that's a player that Kentucky fans would definitely welcome. To kind of talk about the, you know, the patience here for a second that you just mentioned, something that Hoops Insight also mentions in his newsletter is Reeves is apparently a really, really good late shot clock score. Apparently he's really, really doing a really, really good job of making good decisions late in the shot clock, whether that be in isolation, whether that be getting into the paint, like you mentioned, putting up those floaters. I think the biggest concern for me is his ability to finish at the rim. If you go and watch some of his film, it almost looks like he's he's got a really good floater, don't get me wrong, but it looks like he consistently shies away from attacking the basket directly instead of putting a floater up. And so I'm just curious, does Kentucky try and work on that with him a little bit? Is that something that Kentucky even is concerned with fixing, or is that just kind of his role in this offense? Do they want to primarily focus on, okay, you be the floater guy, we'll keep guys like Oscar Shibway down low for maybe some dump-offs or maybe to collect those rebounds in case you miss. So... It, while it is a concern, I mean, it may not end up being a huge concern at the end of the day. That's a really good question. Um, and, and different coaches have different perspectives. If you've got a player who's really good at A, B, and C, just let them do A, B, and C. Don't worry about D or E. Uh, I think they're going to bring him in to play his game, but I've got to assume, Lance, part of the pitch was they can elevate his game. They can expand his game. And, and I'm sure finishing through contact is part of that. I've been in some Kentucky practices in the past and they do a really good job. I mean, they got like 35 managers out there on the floor and they all have pads and, and they're bumping you every time you put the ball on the ground. So I've got to think that's part of it. Um, but you, you think about a, a player like Duran Lamb, who is a really good three point shooter. I think the best that Cal's ever had. 
Um, also had a little bit of a teardrop floater to him. They didn't make him into something he wasn't. Um, now, Reeves has a lot more athleticism, I think, than Deron Lamb did. Um, but I, I think I think they're going to let him play comfortable. Um, but, you know, it, again, I I really think he's a lot more athletic than, than maybe he's kind of given credit for. Um, but we'll just have to see the fit. You know, I know you've got some other names here in the transfer portal that you'll probably talk about and that you've talked about in past shows. Uh, Kentucky might not be done. Okay, so... Um, you know, where Antonio Reese fit with the fits with the cats might be a little bit more clear in a couple weeks, but right now I, I think they, they're not, they're not bringing him in to be Shaden Sharp, but they're bringing him in to be the guy he was at Illinois state for sure. Just some more essentially statistics here. You know, it can, the, the newsletter that hoops insight put out absolutely fantastic notes that, you know, Kentucky rarely has players that are not only good in isolation, but also good in pick and roll ball handler plays. And he goes down to break down the statistics of different uh, Kentucky players in the past. Only two Wildcats have rated as excellent in isolation and pick and roll ball handler actions uh, as Antonio Reeves. And that's Deron Lamb and it's Emmanuel Quickly. Those are the two guys that were better, were better than Reeves. So I'm curious to see what the transition from Illinois State in that conference to Kentucky and the SEC. I'm curious to see what that what the shift is to a power six conference, right? And maybe it's a little bit more difficult for him, but I'm sure he's going to be able to be able to develop. And I'm sure he's still going to be able to do uh, some special things. And also you noted uh, that, you know, maybe some part of the pitch was to uh, say, look, we'll be able to develop you. Right. And ESPN put out an article talking about this and he said reef said specifically my decision had actually had nothing to do with nil i made my decision based on the basketball in the school i wanted to graduate from kentucky has a great culture it's where i want to be and they are who i want to be with and i'm sure a lot of that pitch had to do with look we can get you to the next level we can develop you and we can go win a title potentially this year does this kind of solidify kentucky in your mind as a national title contender, or do they, are they looking for a couple more pieces? Yeah, no, I, I don't think this solidifies it. I think it's a good step in the right direction. Uh, maybe better than a good step. Um, you actually brought up Emmanuel quickly. I wanted to use him as a comparison, but he was sec player of the year. And so I don't want to put that kind of weight on somebody's shoulders. Uh, but no, that that's a really good comparison too. Um, no, I, I think, and again, uh, uh, Baylor Shire, I mean, We'll see what happens with that. No, I think I think Kentucky's going to bring in another guard. Um, again, with, with Wheeler, he's had some injuries, and, and he doesn't shoot it that great. And with C.J. Frederick, he's had some injuries. Kaysen Wallace hasn't played a college game before. So I think you've got to bring in someone other than just Antonio Reeves. But, but yeah, think about that quote. It wasn't about NIL, right? It, it wasn't about draft stock. It was about winning a national championship. It, it was about being – you know, you know, in the right culture. And I mean, those are the guys that help your culture, the guys who believe that the guys who think that I mean, that that's pretty much what Oscar says, right? So those are the guys you want to bring in. Um, and I think, whereas, you know, Kentucky team last year lacked some chemistry, maybe so, some cohesion, uh, you know, players like Reeves are probably going to fill in those gaps. Um, but as far as, yeah, I think they've got to go after somebody else and it, it's got to be in the transfer portal. Um, Leonard Miller, of course, who knows what's going to happen with him. Uh, I know you, you've already talked about Baylor Shireman. Um, I think it was yesterday in your, your podcast. Um, and Kentucky fans need to know that name. But, yeah, I, I don't think Reeves seals it. And I'll be interested to see, you know, where they go from here. 
and I think KSR actually put out a put out a quote of of Reeves essentially saying is like Cal wants to win a national title. I want to win a national title. Let's go do that. After hearing fans complain a little bit about you know Cal's not focused on winning, yeah, I don't know how legitimate that is. I mean, that's really good to hear, and I think fans will be pleased with that. I wanted to actually talk about Baylor Shireman here for a second. You know, we've got C.J. Frederick on roster. He's a really good three-point shooter. Antonio Reeves, 39% last season. Will he be able to hold that clip, be hold steady at that clip? We'll have to see. But those two guys are going to be able to shoot the basketball well. And how about somebody that Kentucky is currently in the mix for, transfer from South Dakota State. We talked about this on yesterday's show. I want to get your thoughts all right, before we continue our conversation with Matt Upchurch, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Baylor Shireman, 16.2 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, almost five assists per game, and then he shot over 50% from the floor and a ridiculous percentage uh, from three, shooting 46.9% uh, this past season. Really, really good guard. If anybody knows anything about South Dakota State is that they consistently shoot the three well, and they've got guys like this littered all over across their roster. Could he be somebody that Kentucky would be interested in adding to what is already kind of getting, becoming a crowded room? I mean, think about it. You've got Reeves, who was scoring 20 a game, right? You've got Cason Wallace back there now. You've got Severe Wheeler, who was your primary ball handler last season. CJ Fredericks, Frederick's going to be able to put up some shots. Can you add Baylor Shireman and make all five of those guys happy? It It's a good question. Uh, I think with Reeves, you know, going back to him before Baylor, it, with Reeves, he's never played in an NCAA tournament, right? So I think he really wants to be there. Uh, it, and it sounds like he wants to be there more than he wants 32 minutes a game. He's going to get his time. He, he's a good player. With Shireman, uh, he was in the tournament this year. I think they lost first round to Providence, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Uh, but you know, anyone who's going to make every other three point shot he attempts, you take them. And I know there's a lot of highlight videos going around and, and, and Kentucky fans are circulating all these, you know, Baylor Shireman wonder highlights. And it's, it's step back three after step back three, it's deep threes. It's Steph Curry stuff. It's Jimmer for that. If you remember Jimmer, but the numbers don't lie. It's not just a highlight reel. I mean, this kid is making one out of every two three-point shots, whether they're from deep or not. I mean, he's got range. You can't go under any ball screen with him. You can't leave him. Um, he's got some He's got some flight to him, too. I mean, homeboy can get up. Uh, he is an absolute take. Uh, as far as Shaden Sharp, you know, not coming back and, and being declared kind of eligible in the draft, and uh, I probably won't ever bring up his name again. But anyways, I, I think this kid is, is, is the best thing out there for Kentucky right now is if you're thinking about about Shaden Sharp is, is Shireman um, and Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and UCLA. I mean, they're all after him. But I mean, Kentucky, this this is an absolute 100 percent. You welcome him. If he wants to sacrifice some minutes to make a deep run in the tournament, we're going to find out based on where he he picks. Well, he's already limited his list to 10 different schools uh, according to uh, Jonathan uh, Giveney, who is an NBA draft analyst, 
the 10 options that he has lit listed uh, are Arkansas, Clemson, Creighton, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Nebraska, Texas, and Wake Forest. I mean, Kentucky, like you said, I think this has got to be a top priority for them. And I'll say this, if we're talking about minutes and we're talking about spreading those out, with Shireman being six foot six and Reeves being six foot six foot six, I don't know if Cal would do this, but if it were me, I would try and maybe work some small ball lineups and play one of those guys of the three and just have a bunch of shooters on the floor and just see what happens. Uh, that would sure. that would be something that I would like to do. Now, do I think Calipari would be interested in doing something like that consistently where you have like Wheeler and I don't know, Wallace or Reeves at the two and then Shireman at the three? I don't know if he'd be interested in doing something like that, but it would be intriguing in my opinion but yeah it, it by any means you got to be able to go out and get this kid i think it's very important that you lock him up and, and this is another kid you talk about late in the shot clock i mean this is a kid who, who needs the ball in his hands uh, yep. you can put him in a pick and roll with oscar he can get downhill again you can't go you can't go under a ball screen with him because he he get his step back three-point shot is ridiculous i mean he's just it reminds you of james harden um i did think it was interesting a little off topic that recently in the news, Bill Self has been very critical of the transfer portal. He, he's got some big quotes out there about how um, he, he doesn't think it's destroying the game, but he's very critical of it. And now Shireman comes into the portal and Bill Self is going after him pretty hard. I, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but no, I, I think uh, Arkansas is absolutely loaded. That's a jam-packed roster. Duke is a jam-packed roster. Um, so if he's looking at Kansas, if he's looking at Kentucky, uh, those are the teams that can make a deep you know, a deep tournament run. Mississippi State can't. Nebraska can't. Clemson can't. Wake Forest can't. So you're going to find out, Lance, if he wants the minutes or if he wants a deep tournament run. You'll find out based on where he picks. All right, before we wrap up our conversation with Matt Upchurch, want to tell you guys about a special event happening over here at Locked On. The Locked On NFL draft coverage is going to be live for the first time ever. Locked On is hosting a live coverage event of the 2022 NFL draft from our studios in Dallas with pick by pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. You can tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and it's available on the Locked On NFL YouTube page and the Odyssey app. Would highly encourage you guys to go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if he wants a deep tournament run, like you said, I mean, Kansas, Kentucky are the picks. And, and you know, Texas is in there, and I know they've had good recruits coming in and out of the program, but they struggle to get past the first round. I mean, it's always just a, just a struggle with Texas. And I, I, I'm just talking about off-topic stuff. I never pick Texas to win a first-round game, ever. Never. We'll never do it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that you look at K Kentucky and Kansas potentially as the best options Part, part of its playing time and part of its winning that national title. If Shireman is able to, to commit to the Wildcats, where, where do you do, where do you see uh, Kentucky ceiling there? You mean as far as like rankings? Well, sure. Well, rankings and then like their potential. Could they, could they win a national title with that roster? Could they go 40 and 0? Uh, I'll stay away <laughs> from the 40 and 0. Uh, I'll leave that to the guy who I think got a tattoo. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture, but. There was a Kentucky fan on the back of his calf, got a 40 note tattoo. Uh, was that 2015, 2016? Oh, man. Uh, I, I mean, you're, you're going to have a team with really big expectations. Um, and not just because you're loaded. You got two really good transfers coming in. You got two really, really good 
uh, high school recruits coming in. You've got the national player of the year returning. You've got uh, your point guard returning, not just because of that stuff, but also because you get the Bahamas trip this year. And when Kentucky gets that Bahamas trip, I think this will be the third time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, it's It's been really, really key in their development. Okay, So you, you bring some guys in who haven't played together, and now you get them. I, I, I can't remember if it's three or four games down there against pro teams. I mean, that's huge. Okay, And that that is an absolutely huge advantage. So I would say, yeah, you're looking at a team that can cut down the nets without a doubt. Uh, they got a guard. Right. But I, I think this is a team that even if you stumbled into a game like St. Peter's, heaven forbid we we bring that name back up. But even if, if you stumble into a game like that, you've got enough dudes who can really light it up that if your defense kind of lets you down, you should have enough guys out there that can really you know find the, the net. Yeah. If one guy fails, somebody will step up with with, with that type of backcourt. One more question for you. Okay. Just looking at some of these players, let's just the hypothetical of Shireman does find his way onto Kentucky's roster. You've got Antonio Reeves, Severe Wheeler, Baylor Shireman, Kaysen Moss, CJ Frederick. You've got guys like Chris Livingston, Oscar Shibway, Lance Ware, Damian Collins. Is that right now, would you take that team over what North Carolina has brought back? That is a good question. Uh, Carolina's got some experience. Carolina's got some chemistry. I'll tell you what, though. I, I think it's it's tough to set your bias aside. I think I'll take Kentucky because I honestly, I, I've actually thought about this before. I think it's going to be real tough for Carolina to recreate what they just did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually like that Carolina group. I have nothing against Hubert. Uh, I, I like those guys. Um, I mean, heck we beat them by 20 some points. So I've got nothing against them, but I think it's going to be really tough for them to recreate that run because they hit so many clutch shots that they were just one possession away in two or three of those games uh, of not getting there. Um, so I, I'll tell you what, I, I think Kentucky is, is has a better uh, trajectory, I, I guess I'll say, because, I, I again, I, I think Carolina hit that ceiling. Sure, they bring back a lot of talent, but we've seen teams do that before that don't meet expectations. Right, and I think that you have to really weigh in consistency there with these. With, if you look at these rosters, and I would say I've, we've not gotten to see him play, but on paper, I like Kentucky's odds to win a game more consistently than Carolina. If it's a tough matchup, while I do like North Carolina's upside in terms of explosiveness and making those clutch type of plays, of course, you can't necessarily put a finger on that and like, like project how clutch a team's going to be right even though they were last season so the question is like can they replicate it and i i really like kentucky's roster um and like you said i agree i think i would probably take the wildcats over the tar heels of course we have not seen them play but you know we can all get hyped up here over the off season and antonio reeves was a huge step uh in a positive direction and then potentially baylor shireman we're gonna keep tabs on him see what happens with his recruitment gonna be really interesting to see matt Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell everybody where they can find your podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Kentucky Fifteen, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple. It, you know, I'm on all I think six different platforms, uh, and it's just the Kentucky Fifteen, just like you see there on my screen. Links to Matt's Twitter and his podcast will be in the description. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.